Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, today we're going to have a conversation that I think is really important to a lot of people that watch us on Open to Hope, and that is the idea that listening is fixing. My granddaughter got in touch with me recently, and she said, hi, Graham. One of my friends is having a hard time post-losing a loved one. She said, I would like you to get in touch with her uh, with email, or can she call you? And I said, sure. Uh, have her do that. Well, Heidi, it's not unusual for people to say, get in touch with me and say, can my friend, can my family member, can my neighbor get in touch with you since you're an expert in grief and loss? And as with my granddaughter, I always say yes. But guess what, Heidi? Well, what do you think? Do you think people get in touch with me? I think that Usually they do not get in touch with you. And I am guessing that her friend never got in touch with you. Is that right? Exactly. Because as we said, at the topic of this, listening is fixing. What people don't realize is people get traumatized. They want to fix the people that have had the loss. So they want to find help for them. And I am help. And what the people really need is listening, right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think that when someone's had a death, people do not, like you said, know how to respond. They want to help them. They want to fix it. They want to do something for them. And like you said, mom, most of the time, all we want is someone to sit and listen and validate and acknowledge that it is really, really hard. Our life has been turned upside down. We're in a lot of pain and they need to, people need to just stay with that. And it's hard for people. Mm-hmm. So they end up giving them people's phone numbers that are experts and they end up giving them books and they end up giving them websites and all these other things. And oftentimes people that are in early grief, they don't follow up on any of that. And they feel guilty. And they, it, there's sort of a sense, it can be a sense of failure too when they see you. Or if, even worse, if you say, hey, did you call my grandma or did you, did you talk to my friend? Or, you know, sometimes you don't have the energy when people say to you after you've had a loss, uh, call me if you need anything. <laughs> You can't even pick up the phone, you know? Uh, you, just, you don't know what you need after a loss, so it's hard to think about what you need because you're so overwhelmed. Sometimes you just need people to go into your apartment or go into your house and start to put the groceries away and start to vacuum and start to take care of your kids and, you know, those kind of things. You know, shovel your driveway, all that, wash your car, all those things, and, and because you don't know what you need. You're too overwhelmed by it. And just showing up, I remember uh, after my son was killed, our pediatrician, I'd look out the window every day. It was during this April and during the summer, the whole summer, I would look out and then he'd be wandering around in the yard. What was he doing? Uh, checking things out, seeing if we needed anything. That's great. Uh, you know, he'd stop and say, knock on the door and say hi, just checking up. That was it. And David uh, was, was there. With some of the 9-11 widows I worked with, they said the best thing people did when it was a snowy day, they'd walk outside to get in their car and someone had shoveled their driveway. Mm -hmm. They said it was the best gift they could have ever had after their spouse died. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's doing things with the kids. 
family members holding a baby, knowing that uh, when a kid in the family is going to be going to a birthday party and asking if you can take the kid to shop or if it's a holiday like Christmas or that kind of thing, uh, being responsible for them, you know, helping them shop or anything. Those little acts don't need to be a lot. But, you know, doctors like to fix too. It's really interesting because they love to hand out a prescription for antidepressants, Valium, whatever. And I think sometimes the less they know about grief and loss, the more they want to hand something out and have people leave with something because it's distressing, isn't it? To have somebody who had a, has had a recent loss. Absolutely. You know what I never got, which I would have loved when Scott died. So I was 20. I would have loved it if a friend of mine had come up and said, Hey, I got, I got, uh, passes or whatever I got spa passes for us today and you're going to the spa with me today you're not well, we're going to go get massages and be in the hot tub and relax mm -hmm. was planned it all for me and taking me there I would have loved that well Heidi and you and I have talked about it there are some friends that are good grief support and can sit there and cry with you and listen and whatever and there are some friends that you should just have fun with right they distract you from your grief and I used to resent those friends until I realized they served a valuable purpose you don't want to grieve 24 seven. Cause yeah. sometimes you need to be distracted and you need to have fun and you have, you can go to your fun friends and they will distract you for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Yeah, It's, it's great. Okay. It's hard for people to know what to do when I mean, I remember when uh, my son was killed, my daughter was saying that she was at school and uh, when she was getting ready for tests and getting stuff out of the locker, she didn't particularly want to hear somebody say to her, uh, Oh, I hear your brother died. You know, she's getting ready for a test. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry about your brother dying or whatever. Because, you you know, it's hard with bereaved people because you just don't know exactly when to do what. Well, the problem is, Mom, we want people to talk about them and we don't want people to talk about them. We resent it when people talk about it and we resent it when they don't. So basically, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yes. So like, it's hard to know what to do. Let's give people a few tips, Heidi, on if they have had a friend who's had a loss. Or uh, uh, let's talk about friends because uh, my granddaughter, it was her friend, and I believe her mother died. Let's give a, a couple of tips for people uh, who have had that happen. I believe for me, the number one thing is never ever minimize a loss. Don't minimize it. Validate and acknowledge no matter what kind of a loss it is. Validate mm -hmm. and acknowledge how very, very difficult it is for that person. I think another thing I would say is try to normalize the feelings. Mm -hmm. Because if they've had a, a really sudden loss, just listen, which normalizes. If you don't panic or get a frightened look on your face or saying, well, maybe you should see a therapist. Maybe you should. Just listening normalizes for people. Oh, I like that. And that reminds me of something. Don't cry harder than the person that's had the loss. I will tell you, that sounds really obvious, but when Scott died, I had friends in college that never knew him. They'd never met him, and they cried harder than I did. And mm -hmm. what that did was that shut me down, and that, that you know made it so that I felt like I had to be strong for them. <laughs> I think it's important to show up. Uh, you may even want to go to a couple of classes with your friend and sit by them if, if it's in college mm -hmm. where you can do it. It's, where it's not obvious. You don't want to make a big deal out of it. But I remember when Scott died, I was at work and my boss, uh, I was uh, 
a, nur a clinical nurse specialist, and my boss assigned one of the other nurses who was at my same level to shadow me for probably a week mm -hmm. and just sat there and didn't do anything. So just showing up is an important thing. And again, she didn't have this gloomy look or crying or she just showed up to be a support. The, the other thing I would say is if you have a friend that's had a death or someone you know, talk to them and say to them, I want to talk to me about the person that died. What were they like? Mm -hmm. Because I know when Scott died, I wanted to talk about how he lived and not how he died. I wanted to talk about who he was as a person. And everybody was very fixated on the way that he died. And once they found out, they would change the subject and want to move on. So give, the, give your friends that gift, hearing the way that they lived. And, you know, the main thing is, uh, um, I remember there was a um, pastor at the hospital who was so great. He was known by everyone for being so fabulous. Whenever there was a loss at the hospital, you would call him. And so I sat had, had coffee with him and I said, tell me what it is that you do. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, I try not to be profound. I love that. I just am there. Yeah, walking I love that. Anything that begins with at least is not helpful. At least they were young. I mean, at least it was sudden. At least you have other siblings. At least, you know, they're in a better place. All those things are not helpful. So things that are profound can be very unhelpful. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important if you, you've had a loss not to feel like you can fix somebody. It would be nice to think we could fix somebody. But as we said at the beginning of this, listening is fixing. The only way that you can fix it is to bring Scott back into the room. And that, that isn't possible. So That's like, right. Listening is the next best thing. Yeah. And bring a parent back in the room. You know, that's a, a very good point, Heidi, because they would be just fine if you could bring them back. So impossible to fix, but love is always there. Love for you. Thank you, friends, that you love your friends enough to be with them and to care about them. And also love for the person that we've lost because that's the connection that we'll always have with them. And so thank you for trying to help your friends. Yes, I love that. And I love how Paige reached out to you because it means that she really cares deeply for her friend. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good friend to have. Yep. And thank you for watching the show today and for listening. And we hope you'll tell everyone about Open to Hope and our mission, helping people find hope after loss. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.